0: Good morning. This is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shemir, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, it's a new week, and therefore, as you know, as always, it's a new tour portion. This tour portion is called Shoftim, which means Judges, and it's taken from Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 18, all the way to chapter 21, verse 9. So the Aliyah or Sidra for today is Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 18 through 17. Verse 13. It's quite a lengthy chapter, but I'm just going to pick a few verses to expound upon. But basically, in general, this Sidra is all about the appointment of judges once they cross over into the land of Israel and start getting settled into their. Uh, perspective uh, territories as individual tribes there was the uh, supreme court which was called the sanhedrin and it is made up of 71 members then you have a smaller sanhedrin or a lower court which is made up of 23 members then you have more of local courts which is made up of three judges Uh, so that's just kind of in general but i want to draw out some very unusual verses that we may run across in the middle of this and think what, what is this all about? What does this mean? Because it is so alien and foreign to our culture. So in chapter 16, verses 21 and 22, it says, you are not to plant for yourself in a shearer pole of any kind of wood beside the altar of Adonai, your God, that you make for yourself, nor are you to set up a pillar for yourself, a standing stone. Other translation says Adonai, your God hates this. Oh, uh, what's the matter? Is God uh, anti-environmental? Doesn't he like trees or something? No, he created trees. He loves trees. It's just, what is the purpose of the tree? Uh, he said, don't plant a, a, any kind of tree or any kind of pole, an Ashira pole. And Ashira pole was sort of like a religious totem pole uh, for the cult of Ashira. And uh, basically the Ashira pole and the standing stone or the pillar were basically phallic symbols of the ancient pagan world. All pagan religions at that time had gods and goddesses that they worshipped, and many times sexual acts were involved in the worship of these gods with uh, priests and priestess, and it was done in front of these pillars, in front of these uh, uh, poles. And uh, so the Lord is like, you're not to do this. This, this faith, this religion that I'm passing down to you is something totally different from that of the nations and extremely totally different from that of the pagan uh, of the pagan Canaanites. Your faith, your religion is not to look anything like these pagan religions. This is something revolutionary. It's something totally new. Um, you are holy, which means you are different. You are holy, which means you are set apart. Uh, I am a holy God which means I am not like the rest of the gods and what I'm passing down to you the laws and regulations of this faith is something that's revolutionary and totally different from anything that exists today in the pagan world and God is wanting to make that clear now the Asherah pole and the standing stone and all the sexual relations of, of these pagan cults that were involved basically said there is a there is a God and this God had a consort he had a female goddess that he consorted with and God God was saying no i am one i am one and only there is no god besides me i have no consort and basically uh you know there is no sex involved in in the worship of me or in this faith, in this religion that I'm bringing you into. And basically, the only sacred sex there is in Judaism and Christianity is the sex that happens between a couple, two, uh, two married people, a couple in the privacy of their own bedroom. That is the only sanctioned, holy sex, sacred sex, that the Bible talks about within the bonds of marriage between a married couple uh, that is in the faith, in the privacy of the bedroom. Uh, because the cults were were... We're basically doing these lewd sexual acts in front of everybody. And one of the greatest examples in scripture is that of the incident of Baal Peor, which we read about a few weeks ago. So basically, God is stressing that no custom or tradition of the pagan nation surrounding you is to enter and to be assimilated and become a part of worship of me, of the religious expression of worship of me. You know, I'm laying down the protocol, I'm laying down the rules, and this is the way it is. This is the only acceptable worship that I'm going to accept from you because it is sacred, it is holy, it is different, it is set apart. You are not to look like the nations. And that message today should be brought out to the body of Messiah and to the congregations thereof that we're not to assimilate pagan culture into our churches. Sadly, this is the way it's become. And they're using these these uh, pagan, ungodly things to try to draw people in. Uh, to get them in a church and like i give, gave the example many many times it may work for a time it's just like when the circus or their car- carnival comes to town they want to see what the freak show is all about after all the glitz and glamour and the the initial shock and awe of this new thing passes they're like eh, we've seen that we've done that and people leave the only staying power to a congregation is going to be the unadulterated truth guys thanks so much for listening go out there and have a great day shalom and god bless